Hello, welcome to the X Button Podcast. I'm your host, brother. I'm your host, dude. I'm your host, brother. I'm your host, dude. Hope everybody is having a fantastic week. I'm your host, Jordan. Of course, this is the X Button Podcast. If you are new here, we cover games, movies, shows, manga. We should cover it all, okay? And if you're old here, what's up? How you doing? Glad you are back for another episode, dude. Today, we are covering a little bit of news, a little bit of news and my impressions of the Last of Us remake, the big old Last of Us remake that came out on Friday that um, hopefully you guys had a chance to play. I played a lot of it. I think I'm like, I think I'm like, hold on, I think I'm like, I think I'm like 15 hours in, something like that, maybe. I don't know. I don't really remember. Um, but I am I am a good ways away in there and uh, hit a lot of key points that almost made me cry. And uh, I guess, I mean, it might even be really an impression. It might just be a straight-up review because I think uh, I got the gist of what they did in the game, obviously. It's, uh, it's you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a remake. It's a remake of a game we've already played. So I, I get that, like, the review, the review is kind of, like, insignificant when it comes to the grand scale of reviews. But I'm here to tell you guys whether it's worth $70 or not since you guys like to hear a lot about it and type a lot about it online, I will gladly tell you from my own personal opinion if it's worth that much. And I will give a score and I'll review it. I'll just flat out review it. You know what I'm saying? That's just what we're going to do today. It is a Wednesday. If you guys didn't know, it is the middle of the week, pre-Friday tomorrow, obviously. Uh, oh, Jordan, what's pre-Friday? Of course, pre-Friday is the early mental gymnastics that we do to make Thursday feel like the weekend, Okay. <laughs> it works it works pre-friday because the way i think about it i've already explained it many times i'll go through it fast okay uh let's go thursday is pre-friday simply because when you go to bed right when you go to bed it's like you know pre-friday you go to bed when you wake up that night or i guess the next day on friday uh it's the weekend you know what i'm saying like the reset from like you sleeping is the only thing keeping you from the weekend at that point versus I mean, at least most people, I guess, if you have other responsibilities, the day might be a little longer than usual. I get that. But if you don't have a lot of responsibilities and you're just going to work, coming home, and just being a lazy piece of shit like I am, well, hey, first of all, how am I doing this with no hands? Second of all, you get to experience pre-Friday transition to Friday with just the simple idea of, hey, I got off work on Thursday. I won't have to work until the weekend. You know what I'm saying? I won't have to work until Friday. Uh, I use that mental gymnastics to go, okay, it's the weekend already, baby. We're kind of, we're kind of cruising now. And then Friday comes and you're like, oh, I went to sleep and woke up and it's still the weekend. Cool. Yeah. It's a weird stretch. I get it. I know a lot of people are like, what the F are you talking about? But it's okay. I don't expect you to understand all of my Joe-isms. Uh, you can call them Joe-isms if you'd like. But, uh, yeah, my name is Jordan. Uh, I've been covering games for about a year and a half now. That's been weird to say. Weird to definitely say, but uh, yeah, we are 300 and something episodes in. This is the X Button Podcast. You know, we have guests sometimes. I haven't had guests in a while. I might get some guests on soon. That's a good idea, dude. It's a good idea, brother. It's a good idea, dude. It's a good error. Um, <clears throat> there is a possibility that I get to have a nice personal episode with my grandmother, who is a, I think she's like three, maybe two foot tall Filipino lady. Uh, obviously I'm exaggerating. She's like four or something. Uh, but she's a short little Asian or a Filipino lady and she has a lot of funny stories. She's a wacky person. I feel like it'd be kind of cool to like record some of 
the the wacky things she says. Um, so I'm going to try to get that to happen sometime this week. Hopefully I can get it. And it might just be a bonus episode. It doesn't have to be the regular thing. But uh, I kind of just wanted to record that as just like a memory thing for me. And uh, kind of just like catalog some of the crazy shit she says. And as I said, it's pretty crazy. Um, anyways, that's just what to look out for, I guess. Friday, Splatoon, baby. Friday, uh, Splatoon happens. Also, NBA and some other things. But Splatoon is the main one for me. I'm going to be streaming it this weekend for sure. If you guys want to watch at all, I will be destroying people on there. Okay, I might even do a little co-op with Steve, friend host of the show. I might, you know, I might do a lot of things on stream. So come check out the stream. Also, if you didn't know, I passed 100 subs. Give it up. 100 subs on the YouTube and... Wait. Let me let me stop my claps. Um, YouTube and... 100 followers, over 100 followers on TikTok. Give it up. X Button Podcast on TikTok. The X Button Podcast on YouTube. Go leave a sub, leave a like. You know, we're we're ascending. And this is a momentous week for me because I got both of those in the bag. And uh, I'm currently producing content for both. Maybe at a slower trickle than usual. But hey, that way I don't have to flood your stream or flood your notifications. Um, but yeah, get to know me, man. Feel free to get to know me. I'm an open book. I uh, I stream a lot. I will openly talk to anybody who comes in. And, of course, obviously, as long as you're respectful. Um, and, of course, TikTok. TikTok is TikTok. If you want, like, a nice little stream of gaming content slash manga content slash movie content, dude, uh, you're going to get it all through my channel. So go ahead and leave a follow, leave a like, leave a sub, all that good stuff. If you are interested at all anyways, let me move on. My name is Joe, again, for the third, fourth time. I just want to let you guys know my name is Joe. I'm Joe. Um, anyways, anyways, what did you guys do this weekend? Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I know you didn't say anything. I know you're just sitting there staring at whatever you're staring at. You didn't say anything when I asked you that. I get it. Now you're just like, uh, I didn't go along with the bit, but he still thinks I'm going along with the bit. What a terrible bit he's doing. Really, it's a reverse card. Really, you failed the bit because I'm calling you out now for not going along with the bit. Now I'm angry. Now, what did you do this weekend? Okay, that time you didn't say anything either, but you were thinking it, and I'll take that as as a, as a validate uh, validation. How about that? Um, hey, Joe, what did you do this weekend? Well, let's talk about it. I, oh man, I read more good night pun pun, depressing as hell, uh, super depressing, like it's getting worse and worse, I'm just like, oh my lord, uh, Onodera, get out of, get your head out of your ass, you know what I'm saying, um, that book has been great, that book has been really, really good, I think the writing is really good, the way they portray how this character views himself, views the world, and how he kind of separates himself from the world with different kind of like metaphors and just how it's like written is very unique to other mangas, but that's been pretty cool. I read the comedic Elden Ring manga that is online available free. If you just, uh, if you go to, I think, I think there's a link on Elden Ring's Twitter right now for it, but it is basically a free comic, a, a legit manga that they made for Elden Ring. And it's a, it's a comedy. And I'll be honest, it's a fun comedy. It's actually really fun. Basically, what it's doing is it, it captures 
a newer player in in Elden Ring, and he's 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 got the viewpoint of us. Like he's literally doing silly shit. Um, he doesn't know what the lady's saying to him. Whatever he's like, she's like, "You need to go fight Radon." He's like, "Who the hell is that?" Like, I don't. What do you mean? He's like, "I need I need to level up some," and she's like, "Well." Give me runes and I can I can increase your strength and stuff. He's like, so I need to level up, right? And she's like, if I have to, you know, this idiot, if I have to say it easier to put it simply, like she has to keep explaining to him stuff. And he's all the while he's wearing like no no armor. He's like no, using no armor and like fighting stuff. It's so fucking good. And it's actually it's actually a really weird combination. I hope it gets publicized, which I think it will because. In the last page, it says Yen Press, which usually publishes stuff. So I'm hoping they get to actually make a physical Elden Ring manga uh, that I can put on my shelf. That'd be cool. But uh, so far, the first chapter is pretty freaking hilarious. If you guys are interested at all, uh, I know IGN had a post about it. I'm pretty sure other sites had posts about it. Um, but I'm pretty sure if you go to the IGN, or not the IGN, the uh, Elden Ring Twitter, you'll see it there as well. But yeah. Of course. Over the weekend, I played some games, uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk about a couple of shows I've been watching, some of which you guys might not know, or might, 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 might know about. Uh, one is House of the Dragon. I am a firm season eight hater of Game of Thrones, of course, uh, as many people are. I feel like it tarnished the entire show. So I, I don't even want to watch any bits of that show because I'm like, I know where it ends. And every time I watch it and any good part pops up, I'm like, this is great. I don't want it to end. Oh, wait, it's going to end horribly. Not like a, a red wedding horribly, but a fucking bad show horribly. And I don't I don't want that to happen. And it's inevitable if you start watching it again. So another mental gymnastic I did was, hey, this is a new show, new writers. Yes, we kind of know where it goes. They literally talk about the fate of some of the characters in Game of Thrones openly to where they give a full spoiler of what happens to some of these characters. So, I'm not saying any of them here, but just know if you are trying to go in fresh to House of Dragons and like not know what happens, don't watch any recent or any Game of Thrones uh, episodes recently. I guess like don't don't even go back to any of them. Um, but that aside, it is a fantastic show. I'm absolutely loving it. I didn't expect to love it as much as I do, but there is, you know, there's one show, there's one show that, uh, I love a little more. Let me put it that way. And that show is Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. This show, and again, let me, let me preface it. I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. I don't remember a lot of the context of what happens in those movies. I've seen them in theaters. I watched all three in theaters. I watched all the Hobbit movies, some of them in theaters. I uh, watched them many times, but those were like years ago, and I don't remember any of it. Or I mean, I don't remember most of it, rather. So hopping into this was a nice little like refresh. They give you like a preface at the beginning where it's like, hey, uh, you know, Mor- Morgoth was this uh, Sauron-like character who died way back and... Now the the whole world is kind of recovering from that. And also, you know, there might be some more villains and stuff popping up that might be affecting the world. Meanwhile, you meet all these characters, much like Game of Thrones, that are in different parts of the world that are all dealing with their own shit. And it's it's covering them very, very well. It has... uh, 
it, I don't know. It just has a lot of like that Tolkien flavor, and it's pretty cool. Um, one thing I do want to note is that it was review bombed to shit, and that's because apparently a lot of people don't get down with the brown, which is fine, I guess, if they want to be that way. Uh, but don't hate on people's craft. I mean, there are all races that work on these shows. If you are racist, I mean, you're there's a bunch of white people there too, or black people, whatever. Like, it's a melting pot, okay? Uh, it's not all the same people working on these things. So just when you hate on a whole product just because they changed one fictional character into a different race or anything like that, I get it. I get, like, the frustration that, like, oh, you're not following the lore, but you don't have to watch it. You don't have to, like... And if you do watch it, that's fine. You know, whatever. You can have your opinion. But I feel like the open... The op- being open about the reasoning of it just obviously being a different race is a much lesser point to the show being good or not. Um, yes, that character is black now instead of white. Yes, there's a black elf. Okay, there's a black elf. And in the books, oh my god, in the books apparently uh, they say all the all the elves have pale skin. So, the, so what? Who cares? That character is serving the same purpose as a white character. Who cares? You're still getting the same story. And I'll be honest, that guy is doing a great job. I think I think his acting is fantastic. I love... And also, what what is so weirdly ironic about this show getting hate for race is that the show is super racist against its own races. Like, orcs, fucking uh, dwarves, elves, hobbits. They, they're like... They're, the whole plot line with the black elf was that, hey... Uh, I'm like, I'm really interested in this human and everyone's like, don't touch that dirty elf. You know what I'm saying? Get away from that elf. That's forbidden. Like they, it's literally like openly racist to the races that are in the show. Weird how people in the real world are like, Hey, let's look at this race real quick. Like, you know, it's just a little ironic. Um, that aside, controversy aside, if you can get past the fact that there are some different raced characters, which I don't see a problem. Uh, because I'm not racist and I don't, I'm, I'm not even just that it's racist. I'm not, I, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings lore heavy guy. I'm not like a, a huge, huge Lord of the Rings fan to where that might bother me. Like if they made a, uh, what's an example? If they made it like a God of War movie and Kratos was purple or something, I'm sure it probably would get review bombed, but it's, it's more like. I guess that, that might be like a, a little bit of exaggeration. I think the thing here is like it's a slight difference to where you're still getting the same story, but certain people can't enjoy it because they can't get past the fact that certain characters are different races. Um, so like, I think anything can be done right. I don't think it needs to be flat out, oh my God, it's a different character. Fuck it all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, certain characters are portrayed differently in movies and shows that are not really the race they're said to be in the books and whatnot. Um, some characters literally gender swapped from being a male to a female in certain cases. So I'm like, it's, it's not the end of the world. Put that aside. It's just, if you like fantasy shows, if you like Lord of the Rings or Hobbits, uh, or the Hobbit, you know, the Hobbit series, um, or if you don't, uh, like I said, I'm not the hugest fan of Lord of the Rings. I absolutely fucking love this show more so than House of Dragons. And I'm saying that on my podcast that you guys could easily hate me for. I think I like that show more than House of Dragon. And I don't think that's that controversial. I think a lot of people agree, but also a lot of people don't agree. So your opinion is your opinion. 
that one was mine. So there's that. Um, but yeah, people are wild. The review, the review, review bombing of anything is crazy. And uh, speaking of review bombing, <sighs> there's a game that came out, which at this point got review bombed twice in a way. Uh, the sequel got review bombed, and then this one got review bombed. Last of Us came out in 2013, I believe, and uh, that was on PS3, right? I think in 2015 or I think it's like 2014. I think it's 2014. 2014 to 2015, they remastered it for PS4. That was fine. People were like, all right, cool, whatever. Now they did a remake, and people were like, why is it $70? Review bombed. So... Uh, not to the severity of Rings of Power because I don't think the Lord of the Rings fan base is as small. Or not, well, that's a weird way to put it. I don't think the the Last of Us fan base is as big as the Lord of the Rings fan, fan base by any regard. It's very far from it. So, and we love Last of Us here. I know a lot of people do, but not to, nobody. You know, it doesn't have a whole culture around it. Um, anyways, Last of Us came out. It got remastered. And then it got remade. Remade got, uh, or yeah, remake got bombed. And then the uh, Last of Us Two got review bombed before it even came out due to plot leaks. So uh, Naughty Dog has a weird tradition from the past two games, at least. Um, where I mean, they came out with Uncharted Legacy or whatever, and I think that might have gotten. I don't think it got review bombed, but I don't think it did well simply because of maybe the price. That was also, I think, a seventy dollar game that was like kind of like a remaster of a PS4 game, you know, I don't know. Eh, whatever. Um, but here's the thing. This game is a masterpiece. And with that logic, I stand by the idea that if this was another game, some of the controversies wouldn't be there. For instance, uh, I mean, how many, I mean, I'm sure how many copies of Skyrim have we seen remastered, not remade, but remastered, ported a bunch of times reviews might have went down slightly or up slightly but was never review bombed you know it was never i mean obviously people made fun of it online but nobody ever like started a campaign against it like it's not that big of a deal but for some reason this remake that people are pouring their their blood sweat and tears into is worse than a remaster and you know apparently more criminal than a remaster being brought back at full price as well, which is not the most common. Sometimes there is a price decrease, but for the most part, there are some games that get remastered and are full price. So, you know what I'm saying? Or just ported even that are like full price. So the whole price argument, I just, I get it. I get like, Hey, there's not a lot there. Da, 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 da. You didn't add much. It's not worth full price. I get that. But also, I, I talked about it on a couple episodes ago, so I'm not going to dive too deep. But the the whole concept of them doing a remake from the ground up was to bring it into the modern era. And I think, personally, that they're doing it even bigger for a PC release eventually. Um, I think that is their goal. Because they've been very open about dropping games on PC, some of the first parties like Ghost of Tsushima and stuff, I think they are trying to get to that point where, or not Ghost of Tsushima, it was uh, Returnal, and then I think they did uh, Spider-Man recently, stuff like that, God of War's on there. Um, 
So I think I think that's what they're planning to do. That's one thing. Another thing is I think that with this game being released, obviously they're bringing it to a new audience with PS5 players and price aside, I get it. I you know, you can have your opinions about the price, whatever. I personally am not complaining too much about it. Obviously, I I bought it, so I'm not like I'm not freaking out that much about the price of it as it is a in my opinion a masterpiece that I think should we should give max value to some of these masterpieces like if Breath of the Wild had the same treatment where it was remade from the ground up. You think Nintendo would sell that for $50 even if they didn't add anything? Do you think they would do that? No. I get it. It's a lot more to do in that game. It's not a linear story, but hey, it's the same concept. You can't deny it. So, in my opinion, for just, this is just mine. It's fine if you have a different one. Um, if Breath of the Wild got remade, or re- remade, yeah, remade. I was about to say remastered. Uh, if Breath of the Wild got remade with no additional features, it just looked beautiful, and it had a couple more accessibility features, and it kind of just took advantage of whatever console it was using at the time, just like a little bit, or like kind of like this one's doing with haptic feedback and all this. And it just looked beautiful, and it was like running better and all this, and it was just like a full hefty drop on my balls. And if it, this was coming out for like the Switch 2 or the Switch Pro, whatever, and I could play it on the go, whatever, whatever, the same concept. If it was just the same game, slightly, uh, with better graphics and whatever you want to limit whatever you think is an accessibility or uh, in addition to the previous game. Um, I personally think that I would pay that much. I would pay 70, 60, whatever, whatever the max is for a masterpiece like that. Um, Like think of your favorite game. For instance, if they did a, if they did, for instance, they did one with Demon Souls. If they did, and Demon Souls was on PS3. It's 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 the same concept, even though there wasn't like a remake or like a remaster in between. I get that, but you know that remaster is not the same as a remake. They're two different concepts. I get it. They're similar. They're both the same game at heart, but you're getting more out of the remake. For instance, the remake for Demon Souls was way more enjoyable for me. They did do a little bit of quality of life stuff to kind of make it just run better. But the overall concept was it is a it is the same game just remade beautifully into a PS5 game. Uh, and it was full $70. So, again, not a remaster recently. I get it doesn't need the, the remake. But if it doesn't need it and there's still a good product out there, then there shouldn't be as much controversy there. Uh, people can say it's a cash grab all they want. That's fine. But I think... That if there is a remaster and you're like, ah, the remaster looks better. Ah, uh, there's already a remaster. Why would I pay 70? The remaster is right there, playboy. Go play it. What's that? You're not going to play it? Okay. What's lost on your end? <laughs> Nothing. Um, so, I don't know. I, 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 hate, I hate talking about that kind of stuff. But uh, I think the whole concept of this remake is to bring it to a new audience and possibly do a PC port eventually, which I, I'm going to hold by and uh, expect that. But um, other than that, you know, I uh, I revisiting this game has been a delight for me because 
This game is a masterpiece through and through. I loved the first story. I remember spending a full weekend just nonstop playing it. I, it was like I was a kid again, and I was just like back to back. I would wake up, play it, go eat, play it. You know, just I was like back to back, going back to it. And the story captured me so well. The moments you would hit Tess, the kid, um, obviously near the ending, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a lot that you kind of hit and you're like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. And it just keeps going and going and going. And uh, it kind of is like emotionally draining, but it's also a uh, testament to how good the writing is and how good the storytelling is and how much it makes you care about all the characters. Even Bill, a a not a random guy, one of uh, Joel's friends, but it is a guy that you get to randomly, or kind of randomly, uh, I guess you call him up. It's not that random, whatever, uh, you know. Um, he is one of my favorite parts of the game. I love that whole sequence of him and Ellie just like hating each other for no reason, just like shooting the shit and like, and like just snapping at each other over small stuff like that build up and even Bill's backstory. They get to learn through notes and just context clues. And obviously a big point near the end of his encounter. There's a lot of stuff there. Um, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautifully written masterpiece and now that we're years later, I don't think it takes away from the masterpiece. I think this the beautiful PS5 upgrade it got, regardless of price, has been thoroughly enjoyable. It brings me right back to enjoying it day one. It brings me, um, it, it brings me to like look at their character, each character's facial expressions as they're like a lot more detailed now. Uh, even their mouth sync looks a lot more detailed. Um, the, just the general graphics, the character models themselves, the, the landscapes, the open scapes. There's a lot of open scapes cause there's, there's goods and there's bads in this game. There's, there's highs and there's lows and that, you know, the lows come with like character death and, and, uh, combats and, uh, corruptness with different people that you might run into in a world that is sh in shambles from a normal society. So, um, you have you have those those lows and then you also run into highs where obviously there is a draft scene there is the bond between certain characters there are literal moments where you just like get to the top of a roof after you just fought a clicker and and a whole bunch of hunters and somebody died that was with you and all this stuff and then there's just a sunset beautifully shown sunset in the distance uh and it's just like the scape is beautiful the lights hitting you just right and you're just like, wow. And even all the moments that you're like walking around and the characters are just talking. The comments they're talking about are things you would ask in a world like that. And and they all have context to what you're dealing with at the time uh, or things you might be wondering. There, there are times where you'll walk away from an encounter and be like, damn, I wonder what this was or I wonder what that was. And Ellie will literally ask Joel. And even if it is, a, I don't know, well, let's keep moving, whatever. It's just like, oh, you acknowledge that we're all watching the same thing and you're not just seeing this bullshit happen and ignoring it. Like it's it's a constant reminder that this game is thinking more than your typical game. It's not a mindless thing. And I hope I'm not like over romanticizing it, which I probably am. But I think The Last of Us, you know, The Last of Us 1 when it first came out, uh, was remarkable for many reasons. I, I think those same reasons aren't gone here. You know what I'm saying? I, I think they are enhanced here. There's a plus after them. 
I don't see why it would be uh, any less. But I can see, again, how the price could be an uproar or can cause an uproar, rather. Um, while I don't fully agree with it, I do think that, um, I mean, obviously I would love for all games to be cheaper, but I also believe in supporting the devs. And in this time, they did create this game. Not just like, oh, we just slapped some new stuff on it. There's like, they literally built it from the ground up and they, they even tweaked some of the facial animation to be different. And they, they fine tuned it to make it work the best it could for PS5. It's not just a thing where they slapped new graphics and just said, Hey, here it is. It's, it's a fully, it's a definitive experience. You can, you can play, um, on PS5 in the modern day. And it just, it reinvigorates this narrative, this story that they brought to us in 2013 and breathes new life into it. And for that, I personally am not going to sit here and go, that should be shamed for what it does outside of that. And on that note, it's a 10. It's always been a 10. It's my, it's a 10. It's one of my favorite games of all time. That is just me. I know I might be biased. I know I might be over romanticizing it, but it, I think the amount of conversations I had with my friends over some of the moments in this story, the amount of reviews I watched where people are literally crying at moments or their um, gameplay moments I watched where people are like in shambles and tears and, uh, laughing and smiling about certain parts. Like it's not just your typical game. It's a special game. And as I said before, nothing makes it less special. So it's a 10 still in my book. And that, that is what it is. I know, I know uh, like uh, personally, I looked at some of these other reviewers out there and they gave like a nine and I think, you know, that's fine. Whatever. I can see a nine. I can definitely see a nine. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not blind to certain things. I can definitely see a nine. If you guys thought that, but for me, my personal review and the review for this podcast, I think a ten is still is still warranted for a game that is a ten. I get that price can definitely be a factor if you are trying to pick it up. And even though it's a ten, I encourage you to think with your wallet. If you guys don't want to, if you guys don't want to buy it. Play the remaster or wait for a sale. It doesn't have to be now. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with doing that either. I don't think the route would be review bombing and 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 purposely causing reviews if you really haven't played the game or are just mad about the price. I think that's just wild troll stuff that is is unnecessary. Um, so please don't do that. That doesn't help anybody. It hurts the developer. It hurts a lot of people. Um, I don't think... It misleads a lot of people too, um, from a otherwise great game, you know. So, uh, yeah, this has been my Last of Us review. Uh, I wanted to cover some news, uh, not a lot to really cover anyway. So I guess I'll just save it for the next episode. Uh, I'll say a couple things. God of War Ragnarok apparently has new gameplay out now. If you want to go watch that, I am personally not watching it to not get spoiled. Um, because I want it to be a fresh experience. I've seen enough gameplay already, and I'm hearing a lot of great things about it, so that's good. I'm also hearing that apparently at D23 there might be some Spider-Man 2 gameplay or trailer uh, that's apparently amazing, and apparently the gameplay of Spider-Man is impressing a lot of people. There's like a couple reports out that are saying that uh, some of the higher-ups at Disney or whatever are playing it or Marvel or whatever. Uh, they've played parts and seen parts and they're, they're like mind blown by the 
progress and and how grand it feels and and what a great what a great experience they had with it. So these are all good things to hear, <laughs> and and I'm happy to hear it. So uh, yeah, I guess well I guess I'll see you Friday whenever I'm playing Splatoon three, being fat on my computer and being fat on my couch. Um, I can't wait to continue Last of Us. I'm probably going to continue on stream if you guys want to come watch. Feel free. You can definitely come and give your opinion if you want. I'll, I'll gladly talk to you about it if you want. Um, I'm not here to like hate anybody or convince you of anything. It's you know I'd like to hear other opinions. You know I'm I'm very uh, open minded about that kind of stuff. So uh, feel free to drop it by. Um, the link is in the description of the podcast. Uh, I'll be back on Friday if you want another episode of the podcast. It will be there. And uh, yeah, have a fantastic pre-Friday. You know the weekend starts on pre-Friday, and I will see you guys on Friday. Bye, guys.